from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the big and wild outdoors. It's uh, you probably another, had to pay for it. Nobody wanted to. Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> had a little rain shower here oh, over I'm sorry. the Pinellas. Did I say that on there? Yeah, <laughs> on the Pinellas County side. If you haven't gotten your rain today, I'm sure you'll find it somewhere, sometime, some place, some during the day. I showed back up. That's why it's here. Uh, and the voice that you're hearing in the background is uh, none other than, yeah, Jonathan Swindle has returned to the studio after his long hyenas uh, up there in Bloodstown uh, and beyond. And next to him, to his right, we brought in uh, the ringer, the political ringer, uh, Mr. Uh, Dean Frazier, who's uh, here in the studio with us today. And then they're on the end of the table over there, way in the Our darkness. brother from another mother. Back from his road trip and long and arduous journey from Pennsylvania, Mr. Bill George is back in the studio. Good, Good morning, morning, guys. Can, I can say this now that I'm here and you two are here. I don't know if it was two or three weeks. It was, no, it was three weeks ago or four weeks ago, something like that. But I remember listening to a show up there in the woods, and I literally had to pull the tractor over with you two were going at it about something. I don't remember what it was. We would never go at each other. But me and me. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Mr. Yeah, Frazier and Mr. George down here. That's a pretty easy, uh, oh, that's a pretty easy scenario and I to was, start. Oh, man. I was literally, <laughs> my wife come out there and was like, what are you doing? I was just laughing. I don't know. What, <laughs> you, I don't know. I was just I, laughing. I'm in the truck. People think I'm crazy. I, I tend to get into it with everybody. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I would, I would agree with that. Uh, uh, there are some things that we do need to talk about on the show this week. Uh, today, because of uh, some events that have been happening in the past week uh, that are pretty kind of extraordinary, to say the least. But the first thing I wanted to remind everybody is, uh, don't forget, next weekend is the, isn't it? It's the Panfish Challenge. It is. It is. The Panfish Challenge up there in uh, Panasofsky, Lake Panasofsky. And we will be up there broadcasting live, getting ready for the uh, hot and hopefully Early morning showers day. Can I announce something that I didn't get to announce the last time I was here? What's that? And I'm leaving, actually leaving this afternoon to go pick it up. You mean in January? No. The last time you were here. I was. (laughs) I was here two weeks ago. Oh, that's right, Bill. You weren't here. I was on my negotiated mandatory six-week appearance, and that was okay. Yeah. Um. So, no, I was going to say when I was here last time that we have a one-and-done feeder that will be in the pot again. For, for the Panfish Challenge? Yes, sir, we do. Oh, dude. And I'm going all the way to Louisiana today to pick it up. Wait a minute. Just for that one, or are you picking up more than oh, one? Oh, no, 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 no. Not just for that one. Oh, okay. Sure. I kind of figured you weren't going to make it. Exciting. There's a big white trailer <laughs> that's coming back with, uh, let's just say there's going to be a lot a couple of them in there yes. at least all right that's good so otherwise you're restocking yes well that's a good thing that means it's they're selling and people are discovering the how 
incredible they actually are. Mm-hmm. So they're selling like hotcakes, which we knew they would once people actually got to see them. And they have new gadgets and gizmos on them, too. Well, I know I got to swing by uh, Barracuda somewhere tomorrow or something or somewhere, and I got to pick up the uh, the uh, net that they're donating as well. They're doing a big old mullet net they're going to give away. And uh, this year we went with the color blue. 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 Natural. Blue. Good we job. went blue. Well, it's more of a gator blue, so it's not really a Seminole kind of color. We did that the one year. We did the red tide. Do you remember that one that we oh, gave yeah. away, the red tide? And then the following year, we had the worst red tide in quite a few years. Wow. So we decided, okay. not, to, we decided <laughs> not to go with red tide this year. We decided to go with uh, the blue wave. The blue wave. The blue wave. Yeah. So well, now, could you use that for tilapia? Sure you could. Well, you called it a mullet net. Well, it's considered to be a mullet net. They were catching mullet before the tilapia were introduced into the <laughs> state it's of Florida. style, Bill. <laughs> Don't start so early this morning. It was one of those things that would, you know, you know I guess we could call it an iguana net as well, or a kegu net, or, uh, you know, a python net, perhaps. Well, Did anybody see Toby Benoit's post from this morning? No. You, you didn't at all? No. He and Megan are down, of course, in the Everglades again uh, this weekend uh, catching pythons. Mm-hmm. I think they're down there with Dusty Dusty Crumb, you know, with his new TV show and all that kind of good stuff. But he said, <laughs> he said uh, well, I can't use the exact phraseology that uh, he used uh, this morning because he posted it maybe three hours ago. So they were yeah. obviously out all night looking for, for snakes. But uh, he said... Uh, <clears throat> Well, things I didn't see coming. Just had a fourteen foot wild, long, a fourteen foot long wild Burmese python uh, make water down the back of his neck. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He'd be lucky if it was just water and not a rabbit that come out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's their secondary defense. Uh, and if I'm it not doesn't mistaken, doesn't smell good at all. Yeah, I think that they have a tendency to. Uh, evacuate certain items and uh hmm. as a defense mechanism to well, keep toby like that because there'd be cover sent for him if you could bottle it i'm sure he'd figure a way to use it uh when he's out coyote hunting for sure at 14 foot huh yeah the amount footer. of the, the consistency that you see those big ones caught late especially lately it's scary you think about how many it. yeah you think about how many there are that are around that size and a 14 foot snake could easily kill a kid Oh, yeah. no problem. I mean, they'll swallow a deer. They could probably swallow a pretty uh, pretty good-sized alligator, too, to be honest with yeah. you. <clears throat> and uh, I uh, I don't know how long it takes for a Burmese python to get to 14 feet, but I can probably guess more than a couple of years. It's probably close to 10 or 11 years, yeah, at but that it's point. It's been running around out there probably. just vacuuming the Everglades along with all the other well, ones. Well, but that's the whole thing, too, is... They get that big in uh, captivity, it takes them that long because they're on a, basically a feed program. When they're running wild, they <laughs> pretty much whenever they want to eat something, they can eat. So Yeah, you get true. something light, a little snacky-snacky during the day. You know, you get a little peckish around five or oh, six. Oh, rabbit runs you know. by. Come here. Yeah, sure. I, you know, it lasts me a couple of Deer. days. Okay, okay, come here. <laughs> it lasts me a month. Sure, yeah. why not? It's like chips and uh, salsa. You just once you go, you can't <laughs> stop. You know, it's one of those things. Right, Bill George? Correct. Well, speaking of uh, Cretaceous period and uh, creatures that crawl and grow and uh, slowly, lizard season is underway. True? Iguanas. Yeah, for iguanas, it's always. 
Tegus, and then uh, a little later on, alligators. August 15th. Uh, I get to start looking at clicking tags again. So, Did you get pulled, uh, Dean? You didn't, did you? Only one person out of our group did, but uh, we're still going to go out there, and we're all kind of banning together. Jonathan didn't apply this year because, as he always likes to say, I know a guy. If I want to go, I, <laughs> I can know make a, guy. a phone call. <laughs> if I know, if I want to go, I'll, I know a guy. Matter, matter of fact, while he's here, I've got to uh, got some things I need to discuss with him. With Billy, with Billy, Billy, maybe Billy, we, Billy. We, yeah, we did all right. Uh, Dean, Dean didn't go with our method. I do believe Glenn did. Glenn got an excellent <laughs> permit. Yes, uh, he did. One of the new expanded opportunities. Um, that would be Tenerock. He admitted it on the air. It's okay. You can okay. say it. Well, I wasn't sure, which uh, turns out my buddy George, he got his Tenerock uh, tags also. So nice. the race is on. So that's uh, – and then there's one other person we know that I'm anticipating going out there. So that would be six gators we get so to go participate. So do I see a big and wild – gator competition in the- <laughs> that's what i'm saying the race is on because uh i know that george probably knows where there's a few big ones out there and so does glenn i mean we've spent enough time out there but wait a minute it's two tags per person so Correct. so so three people you only know three okay we know three that's six alligators that i haven't really how many did they open it up to this year do you know 13 people really up from two that we've had for years. And you know what? I got to say, if it wasn't for Bill George and his persistence stabbing somebody in the kidney with an ice pick, it would have never happened. So mm-hmm. good for you, buddy. Well, it, it was a little work, but it it was well worth it. Mm-hmm. You know what? We, you know, I think Bill George just doesn't get enough acclamation and uh, acclaim on this show. Because, I mean, the man literally, uh, you know, helped uh, change the time for when you could go out and go turkey hunting. So I mean, worked on that. Yeah. I want to learn his whooshy finger hold. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, open getting Tinder Rock opened up. You know, one of those things and, for more tags. And uh, now, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he didn't do too well with the Goliath Grouper, but you know, well, that's one of those things we got to work on it. But we we have one other major change that is coming this year with alligators. That uh, now that the permits are started to be printed and rolled out, I am assured did not get pulled at the last minute. And that is, we can now go legally into city limits, and and if we have legal access to the water bodies. Go get them alligators. There you go. Ooh. And that's... Uh, How you like me now? That's another one that Bill George was uh, swinging a machete for. So yeah. good for you, man. That's another so one. So in other words, when you see me walking through your backyard with alligators <laughs> draped over my shoulders, yeah. just keep you your mouth shut. You well, know listen, what I'm looking for, you can't drape over your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting to see what the reaction would be if uh, said alligator was drug out of some certain area over in Pinellas County and... Just to see oh, what the man. reaction of the residents would be. Well, there was one lake, and I don't know if in Pinellas County they're going to exclude it. McGorry was individually excluded for yeah. the last couple of of years after a particular individual had a negative confrontation there, which he could have avoided, but yeah. chose to go an aggressive route. Yeah, I, you know, trust me, I've uh, I've had these uh, exchanges on social media with people who literally think that they're their pets and would be very upset if someone like uh, young Dean Frazier came and drug old Roy out of the lake, you know, that he's been feeding marshmallows to for the past five years. But, uh, hey, it's yep. going to happen. 
right, we got to take a break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Dean, and Bill on the studio today. If you want to give us a call, go ahead and do it. 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. We're brought to you by the magical folks out there at G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Welcome back, everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Dean, Bill, and Wade on the phone. He says he's calling all the way from Kentucky. Wade. I don't know how he's going to prove that. How are you going to prove that you're calling all the way from Kentucky? Because I just drove through the Cumberland Gap. Okay, he, guess he, what? I just drove through the Grand Canyon. Oh, what do you want me to do, Brady? You want me to FaceTime you? Hey, yes. Hey, you know he, what? He's FaceTime in Kentucky. Guess what? I'll take a picture of the battleship as I'm going through uh, there you go. Mobile and all that today. There you he, go. He's oh, in Jonathan, Kentucky. You're back, uh, uh, you're back on the air. Yes. How was vacation? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> if you went on my vacation, you'd be in the corner crying right now. <laughs> well, let me, let me see some proof of you actually clearing trees and cut timber. <laughs> Dude. Uh, brother, I got pictures upon pictures. So I, if you want to go there, we can go there real I, fast. I'm with I'll, you, Wade. I think he was up I'll there on the what, beach. I'll hold my phone out the window, and I'll take a picture, and I'll send it to you of all the trees that I'm passing. Oh, there yeah, you go. That, that'll, that'll narrow it down. There you go. Yeah, that'll be good. I can't believe you had to drive all the way to Kentucky to get away far enough away from Jonathan before you go up and start ragging on him. Are you driving <laughs> or is, is somebody else driving? Well, it's not my turn to drive anymore. So. That's what I mean. Oh. So somebody else is driving. So yeah, so he can take pictures. There yeah. you go. Yeah, he can take pictures. Are you listening to the That's show at all or are you just calling in randomly? No, I mean, I tried to, but my uh, app got somehow mysteriously deleted. Whenever I changed over my phone, so right, it didn't download. And well, you can I'm go. To, you can go to. I call and harass you. You can go to bigandwild.com. You can just go to bigandwild.com on your phone, and you can actually that sounds like a lot of work. Lick, you can just push on listen live, <laughs> and uh, it'll start playing for you. It'll be just fine. You won't have to do anything. You don't have to download anything oh, into your man. phone or anything like that. No appage or anything. Yeah, that still sounds like a lot of work. A lot of Google. Where are you guys heading? There's no Google. Um, Lauren's mom and dad, you know, they have a place up here in Kentucky, and they uh, they sold it or their uh, snowbird house, and we're going up there to move them back. Oh, 10-4. Move them back to Kentucky or moving for, to back to Florida? Back to the Sunshine State. Man, I figured y'all be loaded up moving up there with them. Hey, man. <laughs> kind of nice up here, sixty-seven degrees. Yeah, I was about to say. Just, I I just left up north, and it was it was beautiful. Never needed air conditioning in, in like nine days. Well, you know, I'm sitting here wishing I had a brush guard on the front of this truck because I keep passing all these deer crossing signs, hoping something will run out in front of me. No. See how roadkill is probably the only way I'm going to get one this year. Yeah. Well, I'll teach you some bumper skinning techniques. Uh, oh, God, buddy. You got to make sure that they're... Take the golf ball and, pull, and tie it to the hitch and pull it off that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, well, thanks for the I'm on the road update. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. All right, we appreciate it. Thank you for calling the show for no reason. Hey, no problem. That's what I do. All righty, <laughs> bye-bye, Wade. Be safe, all right? Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I was hoping just to hear, I kept him on long enough so I could hear, bang, got an eight point, but, you know. 
Well, when I was in Pennsylvania, those he's deer eight point right now. He's a good deer. <laughs> were everywhere. I mean, they were like love bugs were here when I left. Everywhere you turned, everywhere you went, there was love bugs. Even in the middle of the day, you would see deer everywhere, out eating in fields. Baby deer, little freshly coated, hardly walk fawns. You could walk right up to take a picture, you know, because their natural instinct is Look, to Mommy, squat Look, mommy, tourists. Hide. No, they squat and hide in the grass. Yeah, and they don't move. Yeah, they will not move. And so you go up there, you just take a quick picture and I, leave. And I had somebody was sitting there telling me that. They're like, I saw a baby deer the other day, and I walked right up to it. I said, please tell me you didn't touch it. Oh, no, 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 I didn't touch it. But I just couldn't believe I was standing right next to it and it didn't move i'm like well yeah because that's <laughs> if it runs it gets eat <laughs> that's i mean it ain't at the point yet in its life where it's fast enough to get away from anything so but they they are so cute you know i mean they're just and all the bucks are starting to grow antlers up there right now and mm-hmm. even here so well it's a good thing i just wanted to remind everybody that uh we didn't talk about it last weekend. Last weekend was the free saltwater fishing day. Today is the free freshwater fishing day. Yes. I didn't need a license for that. So anybody who was planning on doing nothing today, you oh, know, so they didn't get reason. the memo? They didn't get the memo. So I just wanted to remind everybody because I know. The panfish challenge was next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next weekend. Sorry. Didn't fall on to that weekend. Of course, it looks like it's going to rain all day today. Uh, it's supposed to be sporadic. You know, look out! Look out the window! Look at good fishing in the rain. It rained I, here this morning already. That's true. Uh, so you know. not lightning. Rain is. I, I don't mind a little rain. I saw some lightning as I was coming in uh, somewhere up around the northern area up there. Looked around the Newport Richie Clearwater area up there. So uh, there, somebody's getting some lightning somewhere. Yeah, as I was leaving uh, Zephyr Hills area and pulling out headed west. It, it was flashing and a popping north, you know, northwest. Northwest. Well, it's supposed to be sporadic wherever you are. It's like I was, yeah. when we started the show, I said, somewhere, somehow, somewhere, you're going to get something somewhere today. So it's going to happen. Unless Until you're get here in, or there, and then it might not get you. You can get around, I'm sure. <laughs> get on 75 to jump onto 301, and then, you know, go around the whole thing. Zigzag. Yeah. So it'll be a good time at mile. But anyway, take the kids out. It'll be a good tune-up weekend uh, this weekend. Today and tomorrow is a free uh, freshwater fishing day. Uh, if you want to go out, do a little little uh, pre-fishing maybe out on Lake Panasofia. This would be a good opportunity to do that because uh, next weekend is the, the big giant Super spectacular, ominous, great panfish challenge. Fifth year, man. Yeah, buddy. Can't it's been the fifth. It's fifth year. I wanted to get Mister Jim on the phone a little bit later on and make sure that uh, there's still some slots available. I, I think that all the cabins and uh, everything else are pretty well booked up. So I know that there's a lot of people who really want to go this year. So it's a good thing. It's getting bigger and bigger. I said, can you imagine if we had, uh, you know, if we had like the the bass tournament money to be able to throw around out there, you know, a hundred thousand dollar purse available for twelve panfish. <laughs> <For> twelve panfish. <laughs> that town would hate well, our guts. The, the thing is, the way it is, people go out there have a really good fun time, and it's not so crazy that you you're going to get a bunch of people who are looking to uh, cheat and uh, rob somebody of their due. Do winnings. Yeah, because it's just a lot of kids out there having fun. And uh, I know that there was, 
I think the first two years, I think we had the the professional, the guy who lived up there, and uh, he won, I think, the first two years in a row, and then the third year he got spanked, and then last year I think he got spanked too. So, I mean, it's just luck of the draw. It's fishing, man. You know, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, you can have a good day, you can have a bad day. You say a professional? Well, he was a bass fisherman local, guy, local, local guy. Local. Uh, he gotcha, lived there, gotcha, he gotcha. fished there. He's the guy out there with 12 crappie poles on his little John boat. I, I don't know how he was out there fishing because, unfortunately, we have to stay back while everybody's out fishing. You don't have to. Um, yeah, you know what, Jonathan? Let's just go out and go fishing this year. Okay. We'll just let the grill take care of itself and all the other <laughs> stuff take care of itself <laughs> and, you know, all the other stuff take care of itself. And sure, it'll happen. Bill George, you staying behind? I'm, hey, I'm going to hey. sound like your brother. I'm bringing a sous chef with me this week. <laughs> so. I'm working it. I, I want to turn around and get that hot grease and cook some fish up as they come in. Well, you know, I, we talked about that, and uh, it's it seems to I don't know I don't I don't know where we're at on that because then we don't the problem is we don't have any volunteers who are willing to stand next to the extremely piping hot grease and uh, you know, want to cook we'll, guy during we'll the day. It. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. Are we going to bring I'll your br- turkey fryer? I'll bring I'll bring a. Fryer. That'll be a unique taste. I've never had brim cooked in uh, rendered turkey fat before. Well, we got a little more of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that uh, my brother's planning on bringing his cast iron pan up there and, and maybe his ginormous wok, and he wants to do uh, some pan fish in a certain way. So he's going to do it two different ways. Oh, he's going to. Okay. Yeah. Do I, the Asian style where they like put the hot oil I in see. there and like. I see a, a Facebook Live video going here. Yeah, What's he cooking be. it on? I don't know. Campfire, perhaps? I don't know. Put don't it know. on the engine I ha- block. I have a little small stove is why I'm asking. Yeah. I think Marty still has my uh, my propane little base. I-, I need to get that back. Well, I it's just from turkey, where- from turkey Squirrel! camp, from turkey camp, I have stoves and ovens and this and that. So if he wants to put it in there and bake it in a bill, say what Bill said is he's got the trailer that's got the rig just I, ready to roll. Yeah. He's got, I got the stuff. Just just bring what you bring. I, I need somebody with some skills to sit there and say, pull it out. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the base, you know, for when you yeah. for no, a turkey we, we, we have I mean, all that. We um, have all that. Well, then I'm not making a phone call today. I don't need to. Don't worry about the base. We'll take care of the base. You worry about, uh, you know, yeah, the person who can uh, who can cook it. Could cook it. I yeah. say we go out Friday night and catch some, and we have a, a demonstration before. Oh, we could do that. Well, we the sad part is, is I think that he uh, was also thinking. You know, I have my two small children. It would be great fun to go out and actually do some fishing and stuff yeah. with my children. Well, he just needs. To now come. you're going to have him slaving over a hot walk. No, all day. he just needs to come in before weigh in, weigh in early, and then, you know, because the busy. fish are going to be coming in to be weighed in. So at that point, it'd be time to cook them. This schedule brought to you by Bill George, who will be scheduling your fishing adventure at the Panda Vista Lodge this coming Saturday. Check in next week as we go on your schedule, and you will know where you're supposed to be and at what time. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and the great folks at Brandon Farr. Thank you. Yes, 
Yes, I am. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring good. Jonathan Swindle, Dean Frazier, and Billy Billy George. Stop yelling at me. And uh, um, Dean, you know, is our resident uh, saltwater fishing dude over here. He spends a lot of time out here. He uh, goes out and does a little wade fishing. He does freshwater fishing over here on the uh, island of Pinellas County. Pretty much. You know, he's out there running around trying to do as much as he can. Got a new baby boy uh, out there running around, so time is limited. It's not like it used to be when you were a lot younger and you could jump on your bicycle oh, yeah. and go ride around the neighborhood and uh, go fishy-fishy and Things all that kind of stuff. change really quick. The, you they know, it, it's yeah. amazing what happens uh, when a new child comes along. But uh, I don't know if you uh, saw any of the news this past week. I know you're a big social media guy, but uh, it seems like uh, this time of year, as it always does... What makes the news? Sharks. Sharks. Sharks! Sharks make the news. We're going to need a bigger boat. It's going to be all for the wrong reasons. And they're all for the reasons that news agencies put them up there for. You know, sensationalism, whatever it is, and all this other kind of stuff like that. Is It has the word shark or the word attack or near. If a word near is in there, then that's also a good indicator. Uh, this past week, we uh, had a story that came out. What it was just a couple of days ago about a young lady who had to have her leg amputated because uh, leg got mangled up pretty good by a shark. The father ran out there. Of course, the hero that he was was out there doing what any father would do, punching the crud out of the shark till it released uh, his, his daughter's leg. But still, it was bad enough to where it had to be uh, amputated. So. Uh, Of course, that one's going to make it into the news, but also there was one that I thought was pretty interesting that a guy, and we've talked about this on the show many times, he was on the 28th floor of a uh, hotel and looked out in the water, and of course, you know, you're looking at the beach, you're looking at people down by the pool and all that stuff, and then he sees like this dark shadow that keeps going around this woman, and she's out there playing in the water, and you know, frolicking out there, relaxing, probably with a nice tropical frozen drink in one hand. Unbeknownst oh, to her. This is so lovely. Unbeknownst to her, you know, she's being uh, checked out by, you know, a toothy creature from the well, Cretaceous I, I period. Did, I did see that video, and from all that I saw, it was literally just swimming along, and she was, like, swimming in the same angle and everything, but it didn't, it didn't go around her. It yeah, just, fought, it, it just kind of, like, sat back a few feet. I, I just thought it was interesting that this guy filmed it like it was like, <laughs> oh, man, I get to watch this person instead, you know. I mean, but what else could he do? He couldn't start yelling from the 28th floor, you know, hey, shark, there's a shark on there, you know, by yeah. a, and everybody would panic and uh, end up in the pool. One of the first times I realized how... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One of the first times I realized how close the sharks came, um, I was looking for tarpon over by North Beach, Fort DeSoto, going along the channel, and underneath the boat, I see a big shadow, and I'm looking down at it, and it's probably about a six or seven foot bull shark. It was a big bull shark, and it goes six up. Six or seven feet big? For a, a bull shark? A giant bull that shark that is like nine about foot. Big around, I was so, say a giant uh, bull shark is like nine or ten feet. You got to remember, <laughs> they're, they're built like... Bulls, so if they're you know, the head, yeah, the bulldogs, yes, yeah, but uh, it it goes toward these people swimming on the beach, 
and you can just see it. It goes around them, probably leaves about, I don't know, 50 feet of you know space in between them, but it just circles around them and then swims off like nothing happened. And I'm thinking, yep. how many times <laughs> does that happen a day? Oh, thousands. <laughs> thousands of times a day, especially then, during yep. the summertime. That's when I decided not to really swim in the, the water at the beach anymore. You know, Why? in my... Uh... Oh, the, the size of the sharks that I've seen, and I know it's a very... Off chance, but you would be more likely to I get understand. in a car accident. I, than, I've than been in a car accident. A I get it. I get it. You know, it's. I understand the odds are slim, but you I have just, a more of a chance of getting in a fatal car accident than nibbled on by a shark. I understand that, but I still just I've seen the size of the sharks <laughs> tell, that are out tell there. Him, that doesn't mean you're going to put on a crash chute and jump into a like, car and go to a wall at 100 I, miles I, an hour. I, I get it that the yeah, chances of being true. struck by lightning are higher, but I don't I don't walk outside if there's like I can't stand lightning either. I don't so. <laughs> I don't I, I never could stand uh stand that analogy because you know People get struck by lightning all the time in the state of Florida. And, you got a and, point. and it depends also, you know, if you go to the beach once a month or once every three months or once a year for four or five days, of course your odds are low. But if you're somebody like Dean or Bart or anybody else who spends a lot of time in the water up to your waist, uh, you know, catching struggling fish and then putting them on a stringer that, you know, is behind you, you know, so many feet. You know your chances are increasing. Well, it hasn't exponentially to actually being, uh, you know, a mistaken for a piece of uh, tuna. Well, it, you know what I'm saying? It hasn't personally happened to me, but I know people who have like been trout fishing or something like that have a stringer and have a bull shark or something come up to them and grab it. I mean, that, grab that a stringer, not grab them. Grab the stringer, yeah. but it doesn't matter. You're it still does. in the general area of a shark that's trying to eat. There's easily a chance that that thing could come out around and just grab you See, on this accident. was what was making me laugh a couple of weeks ago. Once the but, stringer is gone, Bill George, you're still out up to your waist and you have to make it all the way back to shore. he's got a full belly. Oh, full. He ain't full if he's still the hanging. Pro- the only issue you would have, and I've seen this with people I know that were spearfishing, is you see the one that ate your stringer but it's the one that he's whooped the crap out of how many times that didn't get any of the fish on that stringer that's going to say, the run to the world. I've had, all right, that's it. I've had enough of this crap. I'm biting you. Well, so. Tampa Bay um, is one of the largest breeding grounds of sharks in the world. I believe it. I believe it's in, Tampa. what, April or something Between like that? Between May and, June, and then uh, beginning of July, it's it's considered. Oh, yeah. How many times do you see the plane videos and the helicopter videos? The of, fourth largest shark-infested body yeah, of water yeah. in the world. There. There is a lot of them out there. And most yeah. of them, true, are black tips. You know, they're really Spinners, not going to do anything else, you know, stuff like yeah. that. But there are plenty of bull sharks. And I know hammerheads, luckily enough, don't attack people. But there are plenty oh, of hammerheads. There ham- are so many hammerheads out there right now. Oh, it's, not it's even insane. Funny. But you don't have to worry about a hammerhead. It's not going to do well, anything. But certain times of year, we get a decent amount of tiger sharks out here. Yeah. And I've seen some crazy things in Clearwater Pass dealing with tiger sharks. And, uh, years ago i'm not going to go into detail there's no tiger sharks here dean that's a lie there's no great whites here either that's a lie they're all in hawaii and somewhere off <laughs> yeah, the coast i got of people in the keys that would beg to differ with you well, they greatly can, they could beg all they want to <laughs> they've got <laughs> photographic evidence it's, it's it's a lie and you know it are you been watching hands. shark week again my, no i've been watching my local news that that's the part that kills me too <laughs> and we've talked about this before and i love shark week don't get me wrong but I love going on there and them saying, oh, my God, this species is endangered and we're on the brink of losing it. And uh, Oh, wait, there's a 15-footer. Oh, wait, there's another, you know, and it's like 
we only know 20% of the ocean. There's another 80% that we have no clue about. So, you know, I will say I will say that uh, I know that they, you know, closed um, or, you know, have restricted the snook and the, and the trout and everything here in Tampa Bay. Uh, it would be a good time of year to go out and catch yourself a nice little black tip spinner. And, well, they uh, said they put regulations on sharks too, didn't they? But, but uh, that's you, from fishing for beet from yeah, the beach. Yeah, but you can still uh, go out and if catch one chumming. if you have the right uh, species and uh, make a snack out of it. There's no, uh, there's nothing against the law about that. Black tips, one of the I, best tasting things I've ever let had. Me tell it's, you, it's delicious. I love them. I took some up to Pennsylvania on the trip and. We didn't get to cooking it, but let me tell you, people were fighting over trying to take some shark back with them, you know, to cook later on. It is it's how we cook this. You cook it very easily. Yeah. I mean, it cooks like any other fish, and it's flaky and it's delicious mm-hmm. and it's not fishy at all. At least, not in my opinion. I think there's not more a fishy fish. fish, just like any fish. If you catch yeah. it and you you cook it in a timely manner, I look at it this way: in fresh water this time of year, you got the schoolie bass, and guys are out there and they're catching you know two or three pounders, you know, like one after another, you know, like bam, 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 having a good time. I said, dude, if you want to go have a good time with your kids, go up on the edge of the shipping channel where the old the old original. Beer Can Island or Picnic Island used to be out in the middle of Tampa Bay. It's a sandbar now. Go out there with some shrimp or some squid, cheap bait, put it on the bottom, and see how many baby hammerheads you can catch in about an hour. No bonnet heads. Bonnet heads. No. Hammerheads. Yeah, I know. Because this time of year, all the females are in here dropping all their pups. So you're out there catching little 12-inch, 16-inch hammer, uh, true hammerheads one right after another, because they all kind of hang out in a little school. No, Just because be there's only four on of those sharks ever left in the ocean. So how in the world are you catching <laughs> oh. those? <laughs> no, there's only four. Sorry, you'll only get four pups. So, yeah, it'll be <laughs> fine. And uh, don't forget, no tiger sharks, no uh, great whites. Go out and swim all you want to. I would say a great place to go today would be between Fort DeSoto and Egmont Key. Be a great time Perfect. to go Perfect, exactly. Go out there, go snorkeling around, swim, and see what you can see. Go over, see, that, go, go over that. Go what sees you. Go over that eighty foot hole and take a dive down and see what's on the bottom. It's all yeah, good. In Tampa Bay, you can't see eighty foot. <laughs> you, very, you can't see ten foot, five foot. <laughs> powerful light that will not attract tiger sharks nor great whites. So anyway, it's uh, yeah, they could be out there, maybe not. Wrap tin foil around yourself to protect you. Big and Wild Outdoors <laughs> brought to you by G Five V Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Dean, and uh, Bill George. It's 10 till 8. Don't get me rolling this early. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, well, I mean, wait till we get to the other stuff. It's going to be... Uh, oh, man. Well, a little all later I can on. say is I know Glenn's listening to the show, and uh, Glenn, you can call right now if you want to. Uh, I would <laughs> In just a little get... bit, I'll help try and keep Dean from being arrested or serious confrontation. I was going to say... Uh, so that's why I'm here this morning. <laughs> With some of the things that are going to be coming up later in the show, Jonathan uh, and uh, Dean, and of course with Bill in here, it could get kind of fireworky. So, uh, Glenn, enjoy the first hour of the show and then go back to sleep. <laughs> That's what I would say. That way you don't have to get upset or anything like that. Uh, no, I got a text from Glenn. He said uh, he just unloaded a bunch of stuff, got a bunch of stuff loaded up to uh, run up there to Panavista Lodge, getting ready for the Panfish Challenge. 
Uh, it seems that during the break, Bill George has volunteered his time and effort to uh, make sure that we have enough grease and things to make sure that we can fry up whatever we need to fry up. So uh, if my brother Bart happens to be listening at the moment, uh, bring out your little chef's apron and get ready to work for the day. Hey, we got Santa Claus is coming with me to help cook. So Santa Claus? Shriner's coming? No, you didn't know that uh, Santa Claus, my father-in-law is Santa Claus. No, Shriner is Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus lives 80 yards from my front door, so there you go. Well, then uh, there's going to be battles of the Santas this year. We got the suit and everything. (laughs) So the Shriner. He's in summer Santa Santa mode, so the beard's a little shorter and everything else. (laughs) Well, Shriner's in almost full Santa thing, man. Last time I saw him, he was like down to here, man. I was like, what are you doing? Uh, Yeah, but anyway, so Panavista Lodge, stuff's going on. Uh, preparations are still being made, so we got a week, and then we'll all be out there. Don't expect to see Dean out there, though. Of course, he's going to be out messing around doing something else that weekend. His kids don't matter. Well, he's tiny. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Is that it? How old is your son now? He's what? Like Uh, He's 10 months. Praise the Lord and pass the ammo. Let's go. Yeah, you might want to give him a few more months. Yeah, just a few. He, Just a few. He's he already, has the he has ability to participate in every one since he's been born, and you're going to break the streak before it even so gets started. By the time he is ten years old, I will bring him in here and let him let you tell him that to his face, and uh, he'll probably be bigger than you at that time. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's what I always tell my son. I go, "Just remember, anybody that ever picks somebody, just look at him and go, hey, dude, you're getting older, and I'm getting bigger.' So you know, that's, well, that's okay. what I'm worried about. I mean, shoot, I'm worried about that. I'm the I'm the shortest adult male in my family and i'm six one and he's gonna be a giant don't don't worry one bit about it my father educated me real fast about that when i got bigger than him yeah <laughs> it ain't it ain't, it ain't all about it, the yeah. size is it <laughs> with with wis- wisdom is definitely wasted on the you know yeah on the it's youth? not with yeah yeah that is true i've seen many a chihuahua scare off great danes so <laughs> it's one of those things. No, no. Ours was the whole uh, when Jonathan grabbed dad, dad reached back and grabbed in a certain area, and Jonathan went to screaming like a banshee. And <laughs> that's not fair. And the exact oh, words, the, were, the exact words were, son, the fighting, let me go ahead and educate you. Fighting is not fair. No, nothing about it is fair. <laughs> nothing about it whatsoever is fair. Uh, what do you think about this, Dean? The recreational red snapper season is that something that you even care about these days? I, I mean, I, I you're honestly, not an offshore guy. No, so. I'm not an offshore guy. But I mean, the the whole thing is ridiculous. The reasons why they close it as long as they do, and like I'm all for regulating what do you mean certain it's species. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous in the fact that it, the, there are so many species. Well, one, there are so many species that are regulated that don't need to be regulated, like tarpon. For example, or Goliath Grouper, not not to the extent that they are. I mean, oh, nobody no. is eating tarpon. Get the popcorn. Get the nobody, popcorn. Pe- nobody. There are people, <laughs> and, and and the gentleman at the end, Mr. Braden Gunn. What? what did to I do? Don't drag me in this. I'm watching okay. this. Okay, you talk to a guy who eats tarpon, and I will say, I, I will say, I will say this: that the amount of people that eat tarpon are so small compared to the amount of tarpon, but yet. 
people are fine with them being completely regulated to the point they are. But you regulate redfish or trout, and oh, that's when everything falls apart. You know, it's just certain species are regulated to an extent that they don't need to be, and no, then other species are just completely looked over. There are there are species that are currently being regulated not for sustainability, but for high catch and release or high social impact and we have people come from all over the world to catch tarpon here and so we got to protect every single one we can't let one die hey you want me to you want me to to interpret that for you Huh. Is them tarpon makes the money? So I we got to take care of them tarpon. So when I was a kid, you could when I was a kid, you could purchase a fifty dollar that's true tag kill tag, and, yep. and and we my buddies would go down and they kill one a year. They try to get a hundred hundred fifty pounders, something big, and then they would use it for shark bait throughout the year. No. Yeah, but you can and still it, get the kill tag. No, but no, only, that's only on potential world record. No, right. which is no, that is not the way it's worded. What is the way it's worded? What potential records? If you believe it's, uh, yeah, I got a, I got I have a twenty no, pound what, tarpon. What is the and... world? What is the world record for a, a tarpon on your weight class of line? That's you're right. Fishing? You could get a twenty pounder on kite string, yeah. and it would be a world record. You don't record. know, so get, it might yeah. be a world record. Oh, great! So it's, now you got to uh, have the reg book for fishing in the boat, but yeah. then you got to have the record book I'm in the boat. Well, but not only that, but when there was a girl last year, I believe it was that killed one because it was like I forgot how big it was. It was like 150 plus pounds, and she she th- thought it was a potential record, and people freaked out oh, that yeah. she killed that tarpon. And I'm like, but whenever snook closes back up, you are having an aneurysm. Like, seriously, like, I don't understand oh, why no, some nobody people... Nobody cares about snook being I, that, closed. But that's... Nobody cares about trout being closed. Nobody cares about redfish being closed. You, where have you been? Oh, I've been at the meeting where you actually go to speak about your opinions on these rules. Uh, well, I guess you got the point. I uh, no, I'm fine with it. I'm fine <laughs> no, with it. Oh, you're fine with the closure? I'm fine. I'm happy about the closure. I'm oh. just saying there are people that are just ten year high over a ten year average for snook. Okay, snook. I can More understand. More populated than ever. I can understand. In the last snook. ten years, I agree with and you. And we're going to close it down. I agree mm-hmm. with you, but I'm talking about like oh, red now fish you're and agreeing trout. with both sides. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. You agree with closing? You agree with it not being closed? I I don't like keeping snook. I like letting them go. Oh. I don't have a problem with the closure. I understand that they're doing fine, but I'm talking about redfish and trout mostly. Oh, trout's hurting. I, we are the only part of the state that is over 40 s the, the 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 reproductive rate. The only part of the state that has their management goals. The only part of the state that actually raises redfish and releases them in other places in the, the state of Florida. <laughs> well, you know what? I look at it this way: everything that you guys have just talked about, and, and Jonathan and I have thoroughly enjoyed watching. Was uh, if you think about all the arguments from the past, whether it be tarpon. Whether it be Goliath Grouper, whether it be Snook, you look at anything, Shark, anything that's done, as Jonathan pointed out, the main fighters, the, the point of the spear, the people who are there just because it's the animal and they're so caring about it, has nothing to do with the animal whatsoever. It's about the amount of money that's made in the event or the chasing of or the looking at or the photographing of or whatever. Well, I mean, well, well, it's the sorry. it's the it's the. It's the fishing industry, it's the dive industry, it's all the tourist boards, it's everything else that's involved in there. You look at the people who were pushing against the Goliath Grouper, it was all the divers on that side of the of the state 
who make their money off of taking people from Germany or visiting from New Jersey to go down and take pictures of Goliath Goliath Grouper. Now, on this coast, where you have guys like Zatcher and everybody else who make a living out there spearfishing and and feeding all the restaurants around the area, they're having to push these giant, uh, you know, Volkswagens out of the way to, to keep their fish on the end of a spear. Uh, they look at it as a totally different item. So, yeah. well, it's not the the problem is the thing is this. Bottom line is you manage it based upon the data. Well, but the problem and is, is the you just use a word. You manage it. You're not you managing don't it. Close it. Yeah. And you can't argue for Goliath being open and Snook being closed at the same well, you can't, time. Like you the just numbers said. are the numbers are the numbers. Yeah, Gene. You ma- you manage it. That's the whole. What you just said <laughs> is the exact you, word. I'm that glad they, he's not you, showing up at the meeting. you don't understand my point. What I he, don't, no, no. <laughs> what he said is the problem. Is you manage it, and that's the problem. We don't manage anything you don't manage the predators you don't man i mean yeah it's great you've got goliath grouper to sit there and look at here's a thought jack wang the goliath grouper have already ate everything so what the f- they only eat <laughs> except for, except for oh the, my gosh i feel like i'm at that meeting again oh yeah that's oh, right only crustaceans yeah, that's right that's, that's what biology right. says only crustaceans yeah they only get out they only <laughs> the only thing they do is they get out of the water they go to the creole cafe and they go and they order <laughs> Give us some crab cakes. crawfish and crab cakes that's it that's all they do only crustaceans and the things you hook at the skyway give that's us some crab cakes yeah. with some extra sauce <laughs> yeah but no lionfish they, yeah. they stay away from the lionfish. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break for the top of the hour. That went fast. You guys should argue more often. It's the uh, bigger one. They're arguing. They're discussing. Oh, that's right. They're discussing. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a discussion. I don't think anything got solved. It was a discussion. Yeah, we're oh, because about- he's wrong. It's okay. G5B, <laughs> outdoors, and Brandon Ford. Hurry before it all blows up.